Hey there, before we get started with this episode of One on One, I just wanted to let you know that the original intro for this episode got corrupted and there was no way to recover it and or re-record it, so I do apologize that there is no real intro for this episode, but the show must go on as they say. So with that being said, sit back, relax, and enjoy this exclusive interview with Matt Yost of First to Eleven and Concrete Castles as part of the one-on-one series on the Bottom Line Podcast. Enjoy. The OG is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Again, more on that later, as I mentioned in the intro before. But this is a really, really exciting episode of one-on-one on the Bottom Line Podcast because we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, the guitarist of First to Eleven and Concrete Castles. He needs no damn introduction. He is Matthew Yost. Matt, how the heck are you doing, my man? Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, I'm doing good. Got me up a little early, not going to lie. <laughs> Matthew does not usually wake up this early, but that's okay. Anything for you, Jimmy. Dude, I, w- I woke up at 6.30 in the morning. Don't come crying to me. Okay, so, <laughs> I can't hear you. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but no, in, in all honest to God, serious, this, this is going to be an absolute blast. I can't thank you enough. Look, we had Audra on first. I figured, why the hell not have you on? I'm going to have Sam and Ryan on at some point as well. I got to talk to them, but... Thank you again for doing this, and I thank you all in advance for doing this as well. So let's not waste any more time and get started. So again, I have to reiterate this. Anybody who knows me by now knows I have to know the origin story of how this person got started into here, but I already pretty much know how your background started with the guitar, because the first time you guys were on this show, you mentioned that you got started playing guitar because of Guitar Hero 3. Was there a specific song that made you want to start playing? No, not really. I think it was just, I kept playing through the game, like the entire game, like story mode, just over and over again. And just, I love to see the progression, I guess, of the game. Because obviously not all songs are created equally. Some songs are super duper hard. Some songs aren't super duper hard. So I was just really intrigued. Like, okay, you can, there's this instrument that I think is really, really cool. And not every song has to be insanely, insanely difficult. I think that was like, okay. I was really liking music at the time. I was like, okay. I don't really want to do anything at like school. Because I mean, I was also super young, but you'd see like the older kids. Because I started in like first grade. And you right. see the older kids with like instruments. I'm like, I don't really want to play any of those instruments. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if I'm really cut out for that life. So I was like, let me try guitar. And then uh, that's how it kind of started. <laughs> I like it. Short, sweet, and to the point. Now, did you have any musical influences at the time you first started to play guitar? Um, yes and no. I had musical okay. influences, probably none of my own. I mean, obviously, every song off Guitar Hero 3 was a musical influence just because I played this the game so much. But my dad really liked uh, like 80s music. Right. So I just really liked 80s music. And I was just like, oh, I just want to play 80s music. Yeah. 80s music is either the easiest or hardest songs you'll ever come up against. And there is absolutely no in between. It's oh, just like yeah. 80s pop over here and then like 80s hair metal over here. 
where you're just like, yeah, you kind of have to got a guitar if you want to play any of those songs. I I 100% feel that. For those that don't know, I actually play guitar myself, so I can kind of I kind of feel that, Matt. So that's uh, that's no lie. You you speak facts, but so going back to your guitar origins, how did you first find out about uh, the rock school? And by the way. Um, if you're not watching on YouTube, that is where currently Matt is. He's at Rock School Studios. Um, how did you first find out about the Rock School? And given that you were kind of new to the guitar at the time, was there a point in your life where you said, oh, I'm actually a bit nervous to be in a band like this? Or was there a point where you said, oh, this could actually be a really cool opportunity? Well, what were you thinking at that time? And how did you hear about the Rock School? Well, when I started playing guitar, there was no Rock School. That's oh, because okay, okay. our band would have been the first rock school band from Ryan. So I actually got started to do lessons with Ryan because Ryan's then girlfriend worked for my dad in hairdressing because my dad's a hairdresser. And Ryan was at a like hairdressing show where they like <laughs> cut people's hair and uh, they show it off. And Ryan was a model, I'm pretty sure. And Ooh. I think they introduced him as like guitar teacher, blah, 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 blah. And my dad was like, <laughs> well, my son wants to learn guitar. Oh, man. So that's how I okay. met Ryan. And then about one or two years down the line, Ryan put together me and a bunch of friends that I had. It was more so like my parents knew them and I didn't really know them as much, but my parents knew them. And so they, he put all his friends together in a band. And that was like the first rock school band when we were then called M4. So yes. It was a lot easier to like, I would, there was no like, oh, I'm joining a band. It was just kind of like, it just happened. Like it was just me and a bunch of like other friends. And like I said, you're so young at the time. I was nine <laughs> years old. I wasn't like thinking anything. I was just like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll play in a band. But I definitely look back and just like, thank God I'm in a band. Cause it, it makes guitar so much more fun to play. Right. Not that I don't have fun playing by myself, but you know, it adds extra motivation. No, right. I, I, I can definitely, I definitely understand where you're coming from, but let's, uh, let's talk about the origins of the band for a second. First of all, M4, many men making music in case you don't know what that's, that stood for at the time. Now, you know, who came up with that name? First of all, someone's, someone's mom came up with that. <laughs> Ryan would probably remember exactly which mom came up with it. I want to say it was Bo and Charlie's mom. Okay. But I, that, like I said, your boy has kind of blocked out every early memory of that name because I don't want to talk about it anymore. But Ryan would definitely be able to tell you uh, the actual, the 400% who made up the name. So when you get him on, you'll have to ask him the same question. <laughs> Hey, all good. Um, I mentioned this to Audra, though, before. Um, if you are curious, M4 still has a couple of their original songs still on their YouTube page. So in case you are curious, go look up M4 on YouTube and you will understand what we're talking about. But just uh, just don't mention that to Matt anytime soon if you are listening or watching this. But I digress. So from M4 now to the origins of First 211, because... Audra was not your original lead singer. It was, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, her name was Catherine. Am I correct on that? No, so that was the singer before Audra, but the original, right. original, his, his name 
was Steven. Steven. Steve. Okay, so okay. okay. We were without a singer for a long time. If you go watch our M4 debut video, you can see that Ryan has like one of his friends singing for us. Right. And, it, and then I forget how Steven joined the band. I think the Rock School was established by that point mm-hmm. and he was a singer and we needed a singer. And it'd be very intimidating to put a girl singer in with a band with all guys at right. that point because no one's good. Because, like, you're all, like, 10. Like, none of you are good at guitar or whatever you do. So Steven joined, and he was the first singer. And if you want to look hard enough, you can find videos of him singing and songs we wrote with him at, like, 10 years old. I'm not going to tell you how to find them, but if you look hard <laughs> enough, you can. Uh, no need to tell. It's all right. But and then... Uh, Catherine was really good friends with the rest of the guys in the band. I was a little disconnected because I was a year or two younger than them. And that's how she joined the band after Steven was done because he wanted to play basketball because we were like, (laughs) like I said, we were very young. Okay. I got you. So now at the time that, at the time that Audra and Sam joined the band, why the name change? And I know it was I know it was based off a game that you guys made up called Volleybonk, where it's first to 11 points wins, which go figure. Why this why the name change from M4 to first to 11? So that was the time where like in hindsight, nothing was happening. But at the time we we're like, we're getting serious, bro. We gotta set ourselves up for the future, you know what right. I mean? We were like, well, what if we wanted to like trademark this name or get the rights to it or whatever the legal stuff right. there is? And we were <laughs> like, okay, is M4 available? And the answer was no. There's mm. an Australian DJ. He's actually very cool. We actually got to meet him named M4 Sonic who trademarked M4 for his like merch. And we were like, why don't we just ask him if we can just use the name? And our parents are like, no, you can't ask him. Just change the name. <laughs> Later on, we did meet him at Warp Tour, and we did ask him, and he was like, yeah, yeah, we're just giving you the name. And we're just like, okay, that's great to know. So <laughs> we're basically like, okay, we can't be M4 anymore. We got to think of a new name. We thought of first 211. I'm happy we changed the name, because even though, like, you could have been M4 without it standing for many men making music, I was just like, man, being 15 and having a band name M4 and knowing that it kind of stood for that, like, kind of not, I was just like, yeah <laughs> yeah away with you name yeah I'm, I'm happy peace with the newer name. peace I, I want nothing to do with you see you later but <laughs> that's really really good stuff now how did you first encounter audra and sam um so sam i i knew sam way before he ever was involved with the band okay he was our old guitar player ben's like really good friend and was also took lessons from Ryan, was involved in the rock school. So Ryan would always do like rock school, like, you know, shows where all the rock school kids would play, you know what I mean? Like a 20 minute right. set, and, you know, and you'd see Sam there and Sam would kind of come to our practices and hang out with us because he was hanging out with Ben and by proxy, all of us. But I didn't meet Audrey until the first practice she showed up to because she just enrolled for the rock school, as she probably told you the story. Right. He enrolled for the rock school, got put in our band, showed up to band practice, boom, met Audrey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she she was telling she was telling me that origin story, how she she learned the wrong song and you guys had to like, like, no, like, 
uh, I think the song that she was trying to learn, I think it was Hysteria by what? Was it Muse or? She Dick was supposed Leopard? to learn it by Muse. She learned it was it Muse. Okay, Leopard. yeah. And it's so funny because she kind of like, yeah, and I felt so disappointed, dude. I was such an astronaut because I'm so young. I was just off into space, like I'm just vibing, bro. <laughs> like if you were like Matt, we're not playing that song. I would have just been like, okay, whatever, man. <laughs> there you go. I'll play the song. Sounds good. Just go with the flow. I like I it. I didn't even I didn't even realize. I was just like, brother, it's all good. There you go. Wait, one <laughs> last song to play. Let's go. <laughs> now, listen, obviously, first to eleven has come a really long way. You guys have been together for a really long time. At the time of this recording, which is August 1st, 2021. By the way, I can't believe we're in August already. Where the hell has time gone? I know but, summer feel like it just evaporated. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. But look, at the time of this recording, you guys are close to 1.20 million subscribers on YouTube and counting a million streams on Spotify and a bunch of music platforms. You guys have obviously come a very, very long way in the almost six years that you guys have been doing this. What has been the most memorable moment for you so far as a member of First to Eleven? Oh dang, bro! That's kind of hard. <laughs> I get. I know. I know it's a loaded question, so please take your time. Well, it's more so that I'm. Do I say what like I actually want to say, or do I just lie? Because I'm much different than oh, a lot no. of people when it comes to like memorable moments. And I actually don't mean this in like a bad or good way. I just mean it in like I definitely care about the little things a lot more than like everything else. So I'd probably say. Uh, most memorable moment is like going full time okay just because like that means the most to me i didn't really want to like pursue college you know what i mean i was okay with doing it i had accepted my fate but i was like i really want to do this i didn't really want to like i really was like i have a lot more that i know i can do with the band and i have a lot more to give when it comes to terms of music and ideas and videos and originals and all that like so i was just like man i want to do this so going full time was just like yeah you're gonna do it now 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 it's just like no excuses like do it like you got what you wanted now let's see how you make it work so i, I think that was like the most memorable moment for me when it was just like everyone made their decision like hey we're gonna sit here and we're gonna come to the studio every day and we're gonna work and this is like what we're gonna do you know what I mean? I was just like, let's go. Started off a little rough, not in any bad way, like with anybody else, just like getting acclimated, like, you know what I mean? How much right. do you work? And how much is too much work? And how much is too little work? And like, right. figuring out all that, figuring out the logistics, but you know what I mean? Growing, doing a little bit of growing up, because like, you, at the time, I was still 18, you know what I mean? Just graduated <laughs> high school. I'm just like, oh, what do I do? Because like, right. I feel like some of the parents of the rock school is a little like, my parents had moved away I'm now a full-time musician and they're just like what is this matt kid doing he's just like he just hangs around the studio all the time like go home matt i'm just like but i don't got home this is my home <laughs> i like it you mentioned your originals let's talk about that for a second from the first to 11 side we'll get into the concrete castle stuff in a little bit because obviously first to 11 is known for covers which you're really really good at and keep doing what you're doing with that but what made you guys want to start writing your own original songs as First to Eleven? I mean, like, it started all the way back in M4 where we had always just written original songs. Like, we have original songs from when we were, like, 10 and 
9, 10, 11. You know what I mean? They're obviously not good because they were written when we were 9, 10, 11. But they still exist. Right. And the, the goal of the band and, like, the goal of the YouTube channel was always, like, originals first, you know what I mean? And then we'll use covers to, you know, introduce people to our originals. And we're good. That That's what we're going to do. But, like, things definitely just changed when we – because that was – that kind of, I guess, mentality was definitely laid out. Not to say it's a bad mentality. It's right. work, it worked, you know what I mean? But that mentality was definitely laid out before we kind of fully grasped what was going on, before we even, like, you know what I mean, knew every single thing. Like, we are just, like, we didn't know you could actually make a career out of, like, you know, doing covers. So – definitely change like perspectives but it always had started with like you write originals like you know what i mean so it wasn't so much like what made first 11 start writing originals it was just like oh well we should probably write some originals you know what i mean then we did and then you know because we we also played out live way way more obviously no covid all of that and just like there's not much else to do because i mean like we weren't shooting videos that back then and when we were it was once a month videos not every week so mm-hmm. we just had a lot of time, a lot more time. There, there wasn't really any stress to do anything. So you just, you'd play originals and you play them at your live shows and you'd sprinkle in and you'd hope people would like them. And then it's kind of why you wrote it and then you keep doing it. Nah, that's about it. <laughs> now, I mentioned before that you are the OG. And the reason why I say that is because you are currently the only consistent member throughout everything that has gone on with the band so with that being said what has been the most important lesson that you yourself have learned throughout this entire timeline consistency that's all that mattered is consistency because i was never the best in the band i was never you know what i mean the best at anything but i just kept showing up mm. better for better or for worse i just kept showing up like it didn't matter like it's really just like it's gonna sound stupid but it's like the tortoise and the hare where it's like everyone else was like okay let's get really good now and i was obviously trying to get better practicing doing all that but i was more so like no i want to do this for a long time like how am i gonna do it for a long time you know what i mean i'm not just focused on now i'm focused on like you know what i mean of 10 years from now you know I mean? right so it's just about like how could i make this continue to go and just in just enjoying it like given time like I just look at it like, you know, the more you do it, the more you're going to like it, the more you're going to learn, the more you're going to do stuff. Like, it's funny. I don't even consider myself the original, like the longest member because Ryan has always been there too. Right, like, yeah. What I would do is I'd just hang around Ryan like all the time, like the most out of anybody, you know? So he'd be like, hey, do you want to come, you know, help me set up for this show that you're not even a part of? I'm like, sure. You know what I mean? That's more time. That's more stuff I learned, you know what I mean? Little by little. Do you want to you want to come to do this with me? Yeah, sure. I, and yeah, I would go do that with you. And, uh, I just put the time in and, uh, it definitely like awards you things that you probably wouldn't get otherwise. Cause like I said, I was never the best in the rock school or the best, you know, anywhere. And, but like Ryan's like, this kid just puts in like so much time. Like, like this is crazy. I was the best at showing up. I was kind of <laughs> Hey, l- listen, man, you know what? Just because of that consistency, that does make you the best at at, at, at something. It, it, you, look, you, you are 100% right. Consistency is everything when it comes to everything, really, no matter what you're doing, whether you're, whether you're in a band, whether you're doing what 
what I'm doing, whether you're an artist or whatever, you, you just got to keep showing up. That's really all that matters. So you're hundred percent right. I can definitely relate to that. That's really good stuff. We're talking to Matt Yost here on the one-on-one series on the bottom line podcast. Let's fast forward now to concrete castles. How did that come to be? Yeah, I'm going to mess up the story so bad. Oh, no. I don't even know anymore. Like, I don't even know, man. I just, I felt like they just like popped out of the ether and they were just like, oh, you want to do original stuff? And we were like, yeah, sure. Let's go. No, but our manager, Michael Kaminsky, had been talking to us for years. I think he found us because of like the rock off or maybe it was a YouTube video. I don't even remember how you figured out about us but he'd been talking to like us for years and like doing little things like okay okay Audrey come out to LA write a song see how you like it blah 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 blah. you know all of that so but he had like a rule where he's like I don't sign kids you know what I mean and at the time I was like that's so stupid now I'm like that I'm like nah that's pretty good rule probably shouldn't you know entrust 15 year olds to do anything right ever you know what I mean right so time just kept going on we won the rock off. We played on Warp Tour, and I'm pretty sure he was there. Maybe he wasn't. Like I said, I don't actually remember this story. I'm such an astronaut through all of this because what was my main goal? Just to show up. I don't like really care about anything else. I just showed up. <laughs> but uh, fast forward, we were just like, yeah, we're going to do this full time. And he was like, oh, you're going to go full time? Well, let's pursue this. Let's get you signed. Let's do all this stuff. So we we're like, perfect. We do all that. Concrete Castles really originated out of we wanted to do original stuff and they wanted to do stuff and we wanted to do it with them. So we're just like, perfect. Let's just do originals with them. And we were just like, can we please still do covers? And they're like, yeah, but we don't want it to be under first to 11. And we're just like, that's fine. Let's change the name. And like, let's basically add another business. You know what I mean? So a lot of people are confused. Like, why did you change your name? But I'm just like, well, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Just go check both pages if new music is up. Like, yeah, I mean, the logistics don't really care. Like, can you sit here right now and tell me every Tom Petty song versus Tom Petty and the Heartbreaks? Nope. No, you can't. Just shut up. Just go listen to the music. It's good. <laughs> it's good music. Exactly, exactly. Now, I've, I've asked this before when, I had you, when we had you guys on as Concrete Castles, and I'll ask this again. You guys got the name from a first to 11 original, a little known hit called Thrill, just a little bit, a little bit. Now, you guys weren't thinking about at the time you were writing that, you weren't thinking about how that one line, Concrete Castles, could be a cool band name in the future, were you? No, we weren't thinking about it when the band name was decided on. Okay. Because we didn't think of it. Our, uh, the head of the like label that we're on, uh, Velocity, his name's Dave. He's amazing. He's like, yeah, guys, we need a name. I was listening to Thrill. I'm just like, oh, Concrete Castles might be a pretty cool name. We're like, yeah, whatever, man. Sounds oh, good. There you go. <laughs> and then that was the name. I think this is going to sound dumb. I think the best names have zero attachment whatsoever. There you, you go. Just, it's like, boom, yeah, name. Because then you're never <laughs> mad about it. Because like when you try really hard to give a name, people are just like, oh, my God, that was such a stupid name. Blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, bro, I'm chilling. Concrete Castles? Yep, sounds good. I was like, at the end of the day, I was like, okay, Concrete Castles has good like imagery associated to it, and it can be shortened to CC. So I was like, yeah, it kind of checks all my boxes. Yeah. (laughs) 
How hard was it to keep concrete castles a secret for the longest time? Pretty easy for me. <laughs> it I'm was easy. Okay. That much. I mean, like, I don't, and I don't really do anything. I just sit at the studio all day and like record and do nothing. <laughs> and like, I don't really like social medias that much. Like, so it was pretty easy. Also, like, it's fun to watch fans squirm around and not oh know what's God. going on. So like, yeah, it was pretty enjoyable for me. Like, Oh, oh my God! You just, you just, lo- you just love keeping us all on our heels, man. That, that's pretty, that's pretty yeah. much all it is. I'm pretty much just the embodiment of evil. <laughs> well, obviously, you guys have gotten a really good following as Concrete Castle. You've already released three hit singles: "Just a Friend," "Half Awake," and "Porcelain." You have a new one coming out very, very soon, which I yeah, don't Friday. know. I Let's don't want to release it yet, so don't come to me like, "Oh, you know something we don't know." No, I know nothing. Okay, so don't come attacking me here. All right, but anyway, I digress. But with that being said, you guys do have an original album coming out very soon as well. And in support of that, you guys had your first ever show as Concrete Castles, which I was, which I was at in Atlantic City, which was an absolutely amazing show. You guys were fantastic. So with that being said, how did it feel being on that stage for the very first time as a new original band, A, and B, how did it feel being on stage for the first time since COVID happened? Oh, I got bad news for you. I'm not very sentimental about all that stuff. Oh, so, to be honest, <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't like, um, it sounds really bad, but it's like my job. So I'm like, not like, oh yeah, let's go. I'm just like, no, this is what I want to be doing. This is what I know I should be doing. So I'm not just like, thank God I'm on stage. Cause I'm just like, I feel like that's almost underselling myself. Like, no, right. I should be up here. I'm not going to get sad about that. Like in all honesty, it did feel very good, obviously to get out after COVID and be like, finally we're playing shows again, but right. it didn't feel any different, you know, from any other show. It was just like, you got your set list, you know what you're there to do. Like, cause some people are like, I feel more attached to playing my own original song. And it's not that I'm saying that they're wrong or that I don't feel that way. But like my goal is to get that excited about playing all music because that's going to make the best show. Like if I'm playing a cover show and I just don't like the songs, no one's going to like watching me play the song. Like that's boring. So it's my job that even if I don't like a song at the beginning, I come to figure out a way no matter what, that I'm going to like the song and I'm going to perform it, you know, to the absolute best. It was a little better than cover shows because most cover shows are way longer than original shows. So obviously it was more fun for me that I didn't really have to pace myself. I could just kind of go all out like for the 30 minutes, 40 minutes that we had and uh, not really worry about it. Whereas cover shows, you have like three sets, like each an hour long. So you have to take it a little bit slower or else you will literally just be gassed and not want to play the rest of the show right yeah i mean like playing felt good but at the end of the day i was like this is what i want to do this is what i know i'm going to be doing um we practiced a set for months at that point like i i knew the set was good like i knew that we sounded good like i knew a lot of things it was more so just like i want to do this more and i want to make sure more people will show up i was just like okay we're good first one's done now let's start focusing like, okay, how are we going to make people show up to these? How are we going to, you know what I mean? Do better. Right. How are we going to do this better? Like 
it's always a good learning experience because like I think it, it's really funny for like our management team because like we're like the complete opposite of most bands most bands are like very very good at playing live very very you know well versed in live shows and then like not the best at recording at the very start and we're the complete opposite well we record every day you know what i mean if, right. if we have to but we don't actually we've never really played that many live shows especially if you count outside of eerie then it's right. like a handful of live shows you know what i mean so it's just funny from them where they're just like we have this band that's so good at like doing all like the little behind the scenes stuff but then their live it's just like they're kind of gooning out about this live show i'm like i've never done it that much <laughs> go out i only play on right. videos oh my goodness now before we continue i actually took to social media and asked fans to send in questions for you using hashtag bottom line and we do have one here coming from instagram from at joel flores 161 he asked you what kind of music do you i'm sorry what kind of music do you like to listen to outside of rock music outside of rock music rock is a very uh just broad term but i mean i just try to listen to any and all music like just keep it like pretty broad um there's an artist named max just max literally his name max right i'm pretty sure his full name is max schneider really like his like his is more like kind of pop r&b stuff obviously olivia rodrigo please marry me love her <laughs> um <laughs> You try to stay. You try to say stay on top of the stuff in the top forty. Definitely have fallen off of that a lot more, just because it's just not as not as interesting to me as it, as it once was. Um, Ryan plays in Refuge, a country cover band, so I, I get some country trickled in there, and I'm just like, okay, country music is pretty fun to listen to. Um, yeah, I just try to kind of like, I'll give everything like one shot, like. But I do mostly stick with like, you know, guitars in the music just because like that's kind of what I listen to music for. Like I'm a lot different than most people where I don't actually ever really listen to like lyrics. I listen to like more melodies and like guitar. So if there's not guitar in the song, that's not to say I can't enjoy it and don't listen to it. It's just obviously I have a much higher chance of enjoying and wanting to listen to the music over and over again if there's guitar in it. So I definitely do stick mostly in like, the rock category if you want to say but i definitely venture out i mean my friend plays in like jazz band and is like a jazz pianist in college so he'll send me some jazz stuff and i'll listen to it and like like i said you know do a little bit of everything but mostly mostly rock if that's what you want to call it <laughs> i'm with you on that one i'm with you but hey listen speaking of olivia rodrigo and if you are listening please talk to matt but no i'm just kidding but in, in all seriousness go check out their covers of driver's license and good for you which they just put out recently both are fantastic and the rest of the covers as well are absolutely amazing please go check them out but let's have a little bit of fun here because as you pro as you guys probably know matt is a very avid gamer me i can be avid at times but i don't play video games as much as i used to so with that being said i remember when you first came on and Neil, at the end of our interview, was like, oh, we got to have some type of Mario Kart race. At first, I thought it was a really, really good idea because, like, oh, we could get a little closer to these guys. But at the end of the day, I was like, wait, this is, this is the worst idea 
that Neil could have ever, no disrespect to my guy, Neil. I love him. He's a really good friend, but that's the worst idea he could have ever suggested because we got smoked by you specifically. He, he didn't know what he was walking into. I can't, yeah, exactly. I can't blame him. He didn't know it was coming. I tried to warn him. Exactly my See, point. Exactly, I think the problem but... is that I always just talk a big game, even when there's no big game to be talked. So <laughs> it's hard to like decipher when I'm actually like, no, I'm good at this. Or when I'm like, no, nah, I'm just joking. I'm actually really bad. So I think after the whole interview, he heard like, oh yeah, I'm great at Mario Kart. And he was like, oh, he's probably joking. I was not joking. Mm, yeah, no, you, you, you were kidding. Look, to Neil's credit though, he did finish third place in every single race, so I can't I can't knock him too bad. I love the consistency. But yeah, there you go, there you go. Going back to consistency, but listen, we all know how we all know how great of a gamer you are, and I mean, great is probably an understatement when it comes to gaming and you. But going off of that, I know you mentioned that your favorite game of all time is Smash Brothers, which you oh, mentioned yeah. the first time we had you on. Which game in particular from the franchise is your favorite? It's definitely a, it's definitely a tie between Melee and the, which is the GameCube version, and then the newest Smash Ultimate, which is the newest yes. version on the Switch, because like, I'd probably give it to Ultimate, just because at the okay. end of the day, it is a party game. <laughs> yes. You to play with friends, and it's just so much easier to play Smash Ultimate with friends than it is Melee. Not only because of the console, as in like. Melee, you have to have an HDMI adapter, an old TV. It's definitely a lot, I think, probably harder to get into. Um, right. You know what I mean? I mean, people are just less intrigued to play because they're like, oh, the graphics aren't that good, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't look that great, which is, I mean, that's completely fine because, like I said, it's a party game. It's not meant for people that, like, know what they're talking about. But right. Smash Ultimate, super colorful, super humongous roster of characters to play. Um, uh, Eight-player Smash. Like, you can just have so much fun with it just because, like, you, like, melee, you take turns. You want to, you, you want to do, like, two, like, one versus ones, you know what I mean? The most four people, Smash Ultimate, you can get crazy with it. Like, your entire friend group can play at one time. You can have a bunch of fun. So, I'd probably give it to Ultimate just because it's much more tailored to the group setting. And, obviously, I think the more people playing it, the more fun it is because, obviously, you know, one v wanting somebody and seeing who's better is fun, but it's more fun to just like have like one of your friends charging up smashes like on the side of the stage. Oh my god! And like you're just like throwing them into it, and then there's the one guy that always picks Link and is just oh, shooting no. arrows on the other side of the stage. Like that's just hilarious to me. Yeah, right. You have like you have that one guy just like button mashing everything to oblivion, just like oh my god, what? The are person you doing? picks Samus only uses the charged up like. <laughs> shot on her and they're just like dude i'm winning oh, okay sure God. buddy yeah you're great <laughs> that's our boy but who's who's your who is your go-to main in smash i like i get really bored with characters so i have to like switch around a lot but i think i'm gonna sneeze <laughs> give me one second okay i think i'm good captain falcon <laughs> captain falcon in both games i love because how because how fast he is okay um I really like Falco and Melee. Falco and Marth and Melee are really, really fun to play. I don't like how they feel in the newer games, though. Um, Mario in the Smash Ultimate is always fun. I just like yes. throwing people off and then dunking them. That's just <laughs> funny. 
Um, I play. I used to play Cloud a lot in like the fourth game. Um, yeah, I kind of I try to play everybody. Like I try to just get a but Captain Falcon, Mario, Mara Falco, like my favorites. Like you see now, I I go back and forth between three: Bowser, Ike, and Sonic. And the reason I say Sonic is because Sonic was one of the first video games I ever played, obviously, because the 90s are my childhood. So Sonic was the first game I was ever introduced to outside of uh, Mario Kart 64. So when I first heard that Sonic was announced in Smash, I was like, are are you actually kidding? Are you actually kidding me right now? I can actually fight with Sonic. I'm like, yo, okay, you know what? I got to get, look, I I wasn't a huge fan of Brawl, and I'm still not, to be honest, but look, it's bad for the series, but it's in comparison to like every single other fighting game out there. It's it's okay in my opinion. It, it's okay. It's still a serviceable fighting game. But when he was announced for Smash, I was like, okay, I gotta take advantage. I gotta get Brawl. I gotta practice with Sonic. I'm gonna beat everybody. I still suck, but you know what? I'm still working on it. It's fine. It's fine. So don't don't come to me asking for Smash tournaments because I'm guaranteeing you right now, I will not win. I will lose especially to this guy right here if i want to challenge this man right now to a smash tournament i would get smoked i'm guaranteeing you right now i would get smoked so i'm not gonna ask you for a smash tournament that ain't gonna happen <laughs> probably smart probably smart. <laughs> yeah maybe maybe neil will learn his lesson not to challenge anybody to mario kart anytime soon but i digress there but all right so unfortunately our time is coming to a close, but before we wrap things up here, one last question for you. And this, I'm, I'm sorry, this is kind of a personal question, but I've always been curious about this. If you could go back and tell 10-year-old Matt any piece of advice to be in a band, what would that advice be? Practice more, you absolute idiot. <laughs> You're so bad. Just practice your instrument. Oh my goodness. I'd probably just tell him like, I'd probably reiterate the consistency part. I'd probably tell him that none of it is ever that big of a deal. The biggest thing I tell him, hey, get started on YouTube right now, man. Get on YouTube right now. There you go. (laughs) Get get in there while the, the going's hot. But yeah, I'd probably just be like, you know, I think I did everything pretty well. So like all things considered, like obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but like you're not gonna you're not gonna dodge some of those like things that you just gotta fall pitfalls that you fall into and learn from. Right. Like, like yeah, just keep making sure that you show up. Like find like keep finding reasons that you want to play and uh, keep going. And like I said, just you just keep doing it. Like you're gonna get better. It doesn't even really matter. Like you're just gonna get better. Like biggest thing is like. I hate when people are like, you always have to enjoy it. And obviously you should always strive to enjoy it. But there are some days where I hate what I do. Mm. <laughs> like it just sucks. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to feel do that. But I you feel that. Off and you wake up and you reset and you're just like, okay, yeah, I was stupid <laughs> for saying that. Let's get back to work. Like you're not always going to like it. You know, there's certain things that like, there's obviously amazing things. I don't actually have a real job. Like I get to play guitar for a living, but uh, I right. also have to deal with the internet for a living and that's terrible. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, but like, yeah. So I'll probably just be like, keep doing what you're doing. Keep showing up. Keep, uh, you know, go find a girl named Audrey Miller. Uh, she's going to be very helpful one day. That's probably what I'd tell 10 year old Matt. I'd be like, she's probably singing rolling in the deep. 
and uh, Beachwood Inn right now, Matthew, go get her. <laughs> Just speed this up a little bit. Five extra years, baby. Oh, my God. That's what I, you know what? Yeah. Screw all the emotional stuff. Go find Audra. Here's her address. Go get her. <laughs> Can you and Matthew would be like, it'd be like a Goonies adventure. I'd just be like oh. looking at a map and be like, what is going on? <laughs> Goonies never say die, man. That's the bottom exactly. line. But hey, li- listen, Matt, this was an absolute blast. I can't thank you enough for being a part of this series and for coming back on this show. You are the man. Thank you so, so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. Dude, are you kidding? It's, it's, it's our absolute pleasure. And again, you are always welcome back anytime. Just hit us up and we can always work something out. Thank you so much again, Matt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is the man, the myth, the legend, Matt Yost of First 211 and Concrete Castles. If you want to find out more, go follow First 211 on all social media and go follow Concrete Castles as well. And uh, if you want to follow him on his personal account, go follow him at Matthew underscore Yost underscore. You may just get uh, some uh, guitar playthroughs once in a while, but hey, we'll see. I'm no, I'm in no control of a social Emphasis media on once in a while. Like once yeah, a year. Yeah, em- emphasis, big emphasis on once in a while. But but bottom line is, go check out Matt. Go check out First to Limit and Concrete Castles. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. For Matt Yost, I'm Jimmy Finizzi. This is the Bottom Line Podcast. This has been the one-on-one series, and we'll see you next time. Peace and take care.